Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. One of the things I'm going to be talking about is superheroes. And, you know, I think of the men and women um, who sacrificed their lives on 9-11. And I think of, you know, the first responders. I think of the, uh, the men and women on Flight 93, right, um, that ended up losing their lives and saving many lives. Um, you know, there's, there are good people out there. There were superheroes. There were superheroes on that plane. There were superheroes that went into the towers. Um, you know, we just need to always remember, and not just on 9-11, <laughs> we need to remember these people all the time, and the people that are on the front lines today as well. So I'm just going to pray for us um, before we get started. So Holy Spirit, come. God, I thank you. I thank you for, <laughs> I thank you for the, the men and women who are so courageous, yeah, who are so courageous that they're willing to put their lives on the lines to, on the line to save us. God, just like, you know, Jesus, you gave your life for us. Man, you know, you don't, we don't deserve it, but you do it anyway. You're fighting for us, just like in the song. You're kicking the walls down and, yeah, climbing the highest mountain. Man, thank you. Thank you. God, we praise you today. We're just here to praise you and give this time to you. Yeah, Lord, we, we have an offering for you. And we know it doesn't compare to everything that you've given us. But today, we just say, um, here's a bit of, of the blessings that you've given us, and we're giving them back, and just asking that you would use it to expand your kingdom. So I pray all this in Jesus' name, and the ushers can go ahead and come forward. So, okay, I already need tissues, okay. But this isn't a crying message, maybe. Whoever knows, whenever I teach, it might be a crying message. Um, so... Huh? Oh, we're excited. I did say we were going to party. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have a cry and dance party. Um, who remembers the TV show, What Not to Wear? Anybody? For those of you that are not as old um, and maybe are unfamiliar with the show, the premise of it was that people would get nominated um, for a, a wardrobe makeover um, because what they were showing on the outside no longer matched what they were on the inside. They had grown up, right? They'd grown up, they were still stuck in their style of the 80s, and uh, now they're uh, a doctor who, you know, is professional, and they're still wearing their um, ACDC um, T-shirts. So um, they take these people, and the host of the show go into the closets and the drawers, of the victim, I'll call him, and pick apart every single piece of clothing that they own. And they usually pitch everything, right? So they're, they get it out, they look at it, and they're like, why would you wear this? What would you wear this for? And then they pitch them. And they're trying to find a style that fits the inside of the makeover E. So that's the whole premise of the show. So with that, 
I want to ask you, what's in your closet? Any of you got stuff that maybe you should put in the pitch pile? Um, do you have clothing that you're holding onto that no longer fits you? Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of yes. So I go through my drawers and my closets and I purge clothing um, that I no longer wear. And I do this probably about every six months or so. And the strangest thing happens every single time I do that exercise, I, I generally do a pretty good job. However, there are a few items that absolutely should be pitched that I keep. I put them in the keep pile. And I don't even know, like I'm not thinking, what am I going to wear this for? I just can't give it up. So just this week, I came across one of those pieces of clothing that I've been holding on to for over 30 years now. And I haven't worn this garment probably in, so it's probably been more like 35 years. Yet every time that I purge my drawers and my closet, I make a conscious choice to keep, to keep this item that I have not worn in 35 years. So I brought it with me today. I just want, to, I want you guys to judge whether I should keep it or not. Um, so it's here. It's huge. It's really big. Um, so this is the piece of clothing. So I'm just going to try it on and see, and see what you guys think about this. This is the tube top. <laughs> Somebody likes it so far? What do you think? What do you think? You think I should keep this? Hmm? No? There are a couple reasons. <laughs> what did somebody say? My husband likes it. Maybe that's why I subconsciously kept it. There are a couple reasons that I shouldn't keep this tube top. So I shouldn't keep it, number one, because it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit me, right? It's it's too, I, too tight, I mean, too tight. It's too tight. But also, it doesn't match my inside, right? It doesn't match my inside. This is not, this is not my identity. When I meet people, I don't want them to think, oh, there's Tracy who's trying to get attention in her tube top, right? <laughs> so I am no longer, I am no longer the tube top wearing self-centered 25-year-old when I bought this. So I am going to get rid of it. Hold on. Hopefully if I can get it off. I know that was going to be the biggest challenge there. Okay. Does anybody want that? Actually, it also doubles as a belt. So <laughs> I think maybe that's why I kept it. I thought, oh, maybe I'll wear it as a belt sometime, which I never did. But there you go. So Romans chapter 13, verse 14 says this. It says, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. So you choose what you wear. Again, what's in your closet? What are you holding on to in your life that no longer fits your identity? And this doesn't necessarily just have to be clothing, does it? There might be things in your life that you're holding on to, maybe it's a friend who is destructive in your life, and that no longer fits your identity. Um, maybe it's a bad habit that you have that no longer fits your identity. 
So what are you holding on to in your life that no longer fits your identity? Now, I couldn't help but think of Superman as I was preparing for this message. After all, he is the king of changing his clothes, right? Um, so Clark Kent had a secret identity. I mean, we all knew it. We're like, how? He looks like Superman, you know? <laughs> Just that, that he wore the glasses. Oh, look, it's not Tracy anymore. I put glasses on. Anyway, um, Clark Kent had a secret identity. And as far as I know, Clark Kent never left home without his Superman uniform underneath his business suit, right? He didn't get in the phone booth and take off his business suit and be like, oh, crud, forgot my Superman suit today. Can't save anybody, no. So can we get the image? The There we go. Superman in the phone booth trying to change. And what is he saying? He said, this definitely isn't the most comfortable place in the world to switch garments, but I've got to change my identity and in a hurry, okay? Here's what I want you guys to learn today. What you choose to put on, whether it be clothing or something else, makes a difference. What you clothe yourself with makes a difference. When you get up in the morning and get ready for the day, what do you choose I was choosing to keep that tube top. What do you choose to put on? So 30 plus years ago, I chose to get up and put that tube top on. I was wrapped up in me, what I looked like, what made me happy. I was very self-centered, and even though I was going to church every single Sunday, I was definitely not clothing myself in Christ. Eventually, I became desperate for change. Any, any of you ever been in that place where you've been desperate for change? <laughs> Maybe you're in that place right now and you don't know what to do. This message is definitely for you. If you're in that place where you're desperate for change, that's where I was. That's where I was. I saw all of the friends around me and they were joyful. Even though their lives were not perfect, they had joy in their lives. So what did they have that I didn't have? So I found out that my friends were attending a Bible study together. And since I wanted what they had, I asked if I could join them. And they happily took me in. And I went to that Bible study every Wednesday for 20 years at least. And I learned and I became hungry for more and more. And you guys, I know I've told this story before, but I bet there are people in here who haven't heard it, so I'm just repeating it today. So several years after I... Um, was in the Bible study, our church held a women's retreat. And I went to that retreat because, of course, I wanted to dance and hang out with my friends, right? I wanted to party with my friends. What I didn't know was that my life would change forever that weekend. As I sat with my friends listening to the speaker, I heard a story of a woman who did not feel worthy of God's love. Now, I could identify with that. I could definitely identify with that. This woman had been less than perfect. Hmm, yeah, sounds like me. Yeah. She had made a lot of mistakes. I could so totally relate with her. She then, then told the story of how she realized that even though she was a sinner, that God loved her anyway. And I thought, I want that. I want that. 
I want to confidently be able to say, God loves me just as I am. God loves me. And the speaker continued. She asked us to turn to the person next to us and tell them that we were a sinner. And I could hear a few giggles in the room as I turned and declared to the woman next to me that I was a sinner. That was very, very easy to do. Very easy to do. I was totally confident in accepting that label. Totally confident. Then the speaker asked us to turn to the person next to us and tell them that we were a saint. Now that was not easy. As I turned to the person next to me, I started to choke up and tears started to roll down my cheeks. As I said to the woman next to me, I am a saint. I am a saint. And as I said those words, I knew that God loved me in spite of my past sins. Oh. The speaker then made the invitation to anyone who would like to commit their lives to Christ to stay after the session, and I stayed. I was hungry, and I knew I had found what was missing in my life. I stood there with four other hungry women, and we all surrendered our lives to God that day, and I was forever changed. The most significant thing that happened to me that day is that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the Holy Spirit, forever changed. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? So the Holy Spirit was living in me. Now, I have, um, there's a scripture that I didn't have, and I was just thinking about it as we were worshiping, that Jesus said, and I believe it's in uh, the book of John, he said that he's going to leave us, but he was going to send the advocate for us. Anybody know where that is in the Bible? Hmm? It is the Holy Spirit. Is it is John? The book of John, pretty sure. Maybe chapter 4. Anyway, go look it up and then call me and tell me where it is. <laughs> Jesus said, listen, I'm going to leave and guess what? He actually says in the scripture, you are going to be better off without me. You're going to be better off without me because I'm sending an advocate. It says it. I know, Chris, you've got a questioning look on your face. Um, but it does say it, that he is sending an advocate. He's sending the Holy Spirit. And we are going to be better because the Holy Spirit is living in us. Jesus couldn't be with us all the time. He couldn't be everywhere all at once. But the Holy Spirit can be everywhere all at once. So that's the difference. That's the difference there. Hmm? John 14. Right. Very good. So look it up. John chapter 14. Read the whole chapter. Hmm? There you go. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And that's not the exact scripture, but it's pretty close. It is the part where he says, you will be better off because... Like, basically, don't worry, I'm going to be gone, but I'm sending you something better. 
we're sending you the advocate, the Holy Spirit. So we've got this something better. I mean, how can something be better than Jesus? Something better than Jesus is Jesus living in you. Jesus living in you is the Holy Spirit. So I had this new thing happen to me. The Holy Spirit was living in me, and I knew that I had changed, but wow, wow, seriously? Like God's living in me. So I said, whoa, 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 let me get it straight. Just let me get this straight. So the Holy Spirit lives in me. So basically, I'm carrying God around everywhere I go. I am his mobile home. I am his mobile home. So if I am God's mobile home, I better make sure that I am dressed appropriately, <laughs> right? I better make sure that I'm dressed appropriately. The living God is living in me. It's in me. That means that everybody that I encounter is going to meet God. So let's take a closer look at Romans chapter 13. And I uh, just backed up a couple of, of verses here. It says, The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Yeah, clothe yourself. You know, I, when I first read that scripture, I went through a period where every morning I would think about, like, okay, I'm stepping into my Jesus suit, right? I want to carry him around. I want, I want him to be what's directing my steps, my words, my actions. So like Clark Kent, we have to be prepared. Every day we have to be prepared. Don't have your tube top on underneath your work clothes. Okay? I want you guys to think about that. I want you to have your superhero uniform on underneath your work clothes. So when you get up in the morning, clothe yourself in your superhero uniform. So what's your superhero uniform? Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 say this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, these fruits, unless you're pushing them down, they're going to naturally come up. They're going to naturally come up. So picture yourself every morning clothing yourself in Christ, stepping into your superhero uniform. You know, read this scripture. That's Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Clothe yourself in Christ, stepping into your superhero uniform. Here's the truth. When you step, when you choose to step into putting on Christ every morning, you will make a difference in the world without even trying. When you make that conscious choice in the morning to put on your superhero uniform instead of your tube top, you will make a difference. 
When you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're naturally exuding love, joy, peace, kindness, and gentleness. So I was recently listening to music and dancing. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, I was, I was recently listening to Pastor Joel Olstein tell a story. Joel said that decades ago, he used to play basketball every day at a local Y. It was pretty much the same group of guys that came into the Y every day. One day, a young man came in and sat by himself. Joel noticed him, but didn't say anything. The next day, the young man came back again. And Joel thought, I really should go up and, and meet this young man. And so he went up and he introduced himself. Hi, I'm Joel. And the young man said, you know, I'm Marcus. And, and Joel said, Marcus, I am so glad to see you here today. And that was it. The next day, Marcus came back. Joel went up to him and said, hi, Marcus. I am so glad to see you here today. For the next few years, the same thing, day after day, as Joel was going to play basketball, and there's Marcus coming in, and Joel would go up and say, Marcus, I am so glad to see you here today. Eventually, those day-to-day -day encounters stopped, and Joel had forgotten about the young man. That is, until 20 years later, when a young father with his family showed up at Joel's church. The young father went up and introduced himself to Joel, and Joel immediately remembered the young man. Marcus told Joel that Joel had changed his life simply by saying hi. That when Marcus had come into the Y, that he had nothing. He's just a, a teenager, came into the Y, he had nothing. He had lost his entire family and he was living on the streets. And he actually came to the Y every day just to hear Joel say hi to him. Such a simple thing. Such a simple act of Joel acknowledging, acknowledging Marcus. And it made Marcus feel valued and seen. Marcus grew to be a successful father and husband because Joel simply said hi to him every day. You know, sometimes we think we have to do something extraordinary, right? The extraordinary thing is living in you. The Holy Spirit is the extraordinary thing. You can go about your day-to-day -day activities and make a huge difference in somebody's life because you are full of the Holy Spirit. You're full of love and kindness and peace and gentleness. And... People can experience that just simply by you being the you that is filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, when we accept Christ as our Savior, we become the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. So when people encounter us, they encounter God. When people meet you and they walk away, they should walk away saying, oh man, I'm sure glad I met Chris today. Sure glad I met Ivy today. I'm sure glad I met Cindy today. Right? I'm sure glad I met Al today. Or Rick or Melissa. Whoever it is. I'm sure glad I met them today. The people that we encounter should walk away with that impression 
right? Because we are the mobile home for God. We're carrying God everywhere, you know, so they should be encountering God if we're dressed right, if we're dressed right. So how do you think you guys are doing on that? Do you have your closet full of stuff um, that isn't your identity um, that maybe is cluttering things up? You know, it's probably time to declutter. Second Timothy chapter 1 says this, Guard the deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Yeah. We have an opportunity to change lives every single day. Man, Joel just said hi. Joel just recognized somebody that was by themselves, right? He simply said hi. You know, are we in such a rush every day that we don't even see the people around us? You know, slow down. Slow down and let the people around you encounter the God that lives in you. So I just would encourage you even just to pray this every day. Every day, every morning when you get up, pray, Holy Spirit, come, use me. This is simple. Holy Spirit, come, use me. Holy Spirit, come, use me. That's saying, I'm open. I'm open, God, to you doing something extraordinary today. So I just have to say that if you're desperate for a change in your life and you're ready to surrender your life to God. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be standing over here um, by the cross and I just invite you guys to come up to this side of the stage, to the right side of the stage, and I would love to pray with you. If you have not surrendered your life and you're ready to do that today because you want to be the mobile home of God, if you want to be the mobile home of God and you know that you're not there or think maybe you're not there, Let's have a chat and a prayer today, okay? So, so bow your heads and pray with me. So I say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I ask that you would highlight to each of us the things in our lives that need to be purged. Help us to declutter our lives and get rid of the things that no longer fit our identity as a child of God. We each have our own expectations in life, but today we surrender to you our ideas, our preferences, our limitations, and our goals. God, you use it. Use it. Do something extraordinary with us. Take us each day where you want us to go. Let's pray. Use us. Use us. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. God bless you guys. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.